sports fans, and welcome to episode 49 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you're alerted when a new episode is out and share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 49, we're going to talk a little bit about the past with our banana boat of favorite teams of all time. Michigan or not, doesn't matter. Um, we're With the passing of Al Kaline, Mr. Tiger, um, you know, he was beloved by by a previous generation of, of, from us. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about who will be that, that, that player for us. When he happens to pass away, or just as we as we move along, and then uh, we'll also talk about like who's the Mister for each of our teams. So Mister Red Wing, Mister Lion, Mister Blah Blah Blah. We'll we'll get into that Wolverines, Spartans, all that good stuff. And then we will also talk about um, just a player that we just missed out on on watching and and enjoying his greatness and kind of just tie that all together there. And then we will touch on the draft, which is just. Just over two weeks away, which I can't wait for. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, and, of course, we'll grace some Michigan beers. I am Sam Walthart, and with me today we have Ryan Walthart and Micah Smith. Kyle Fossey's still away, um, but he may call in. We'll, we'll see how, how that goes. Um, but how, how's you guys' week been going? Micah, start us off with, with that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's good so far. Threw a curveball at us. <laughs> I'm grateful to be working, so nothing has really changed for me too much. Uh, I, I just feel bad for the wife having to deal with the kids 24 hours a day, essentially. So it, it's it's tough for her, but I mean, we're doing good. I think we're doing as well as anyone else is. Yeah, for sure. Trying to have you? a good time. How about you, Ryan? You guys doing all right? Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I've nothing's really changed for me work wise. I still go into work instead of there being 200 people at work. There, yeah. There's like a, I don't know, a crew of 20 of us. Okay. And in the office area where I am sometimes, it's like maybe 10. Most of the time it's like five people in there. Yeah. So it's, it is weird. It's yeah. strange, yeah, being in there. But I've been still going every day. Yeah, exactly. Thankful to be working like what Micah said. And uh, it's funny that you say you kind of feel bad for your wife just staying home because yesterday Jillian, my wife, was in the worst mood when I got home. <laughs> And like the kid, the kids ate all the dinner before I got home, and she was just like worn out. I could tell, and so I was just thinking about things. I'm like, you know what, you should do. You should you should get a project, something to like look look forward to something, accomplish something by the end of your day. You need to. She's like, yeah, okay, and she felt good about it. And then like I got home today, I'm like, so what? Did you start anything? She's like, no, didn't nothing. <laughs> but I think just like I don't know, just the idea. Of it. You almost can't blame them. They're dealing with the kids. All day long. Yeah. You know? Send him outside. Do a project. I'm not calling her out. Yeah, I'm just, well, I'm just well, saying, yeah. like, I, mean, I, th- I think just the idea of, like, hmm, now I get to think about <clears throat> coming up with a project idea even got her past that hump just to, yeah, like. For sure. I, I like that idea, though. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, just taking it one really, look, we love our kids to death. I like to look at it as, like, one hour at a time. Like, that's the way, like, it is for me. It's like, all right, distract them for an hour. And then get them for the next part. And if it goes a little over an hour, great. If it doesn't, it is what it is. But it's just like I just look at I, I look at the clock more when I'm with the kids than any other time because it's like I'm just trying to maneuver my way through the day. Yeah. But I mean I couldn't do it every day like like our wives do. So hey, um, don't don't expect to be perfect parents during this time. 
I'm far from that. It's all right. My fuse is getting shorter and shorter. I just go to work. By the hour. (laughs) So, yeah, nothing different. But uh, it is time to introduce our Michigan beers for episode 49. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that although you cannot sit at the Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I think they actually made it 4 p.m. for, um, for like recreational. Nope, not recreational. Recreational what? Like Finish for, that. for medicinal alcohol? No, no, it's not what it is. It's for <laughs> no, the. It's just rack. <laughs> they open it up for another hour. We'll just leave it at that. Um, continue to support them by purchasing crawlers, growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. Uh, they have great beer, great staff. <laughs> there was more to go there. <laughs> That we need to support now more than ever. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you get a dollar off your crawler and three dollars off a growler fill. So take advantage of that. Mike, do you want to start us off with a beer intro? Absolutely. So I, I was telling Sam earlier that this is a beer that none of us have graded, but it's widely known. I've got founders all oh, day. Oh, jeez. What? You guys. Nobody I w- has? I went through all of our Instagram. No one has graded this beer. I skip that every time because wow. I, th- I feel like everybody's already done it. Same here. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked. So tonight, I'm drinking founders all day IPA. Cool. I feel like I, feel like I want to challenge that. I, somebody's had to have done it. I think Kyle's done it. Nope. A- anyways, I'll I'll move on to mine. Michael cool. would know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You handle all that. So, uh, I am drinking from Shorts Shorts Brewing Company, uh, Mule Beer. So this is with <clears throat> lime and ginger um, beer, and I, I I mean you know what the weather just kind of sun's coming out a little bit more. Weather's warming up. This this was uh, what I was craving. Cool. I have uh, from Ellison Brew Company in East Lansing, Michigan. It is called Relativity. It's their double IPA. I just, it sounds, I just needed a double today. That's basically where you I'm needed at. needed a double, folks. I needed the double. Let the man have it. So that that's where I went with. So, yeah, we'll tell you more about it. It's 8% alcohol, so it's going to be a fun night. Mm-hmm. We are going to... Give a little bit of banana boat if Ryan would fade out the music here. We can get into it. Atta boy, Ryan. <laughs> Micah was talking to me. I was totally distracted. We got we got good production on this <laughs> this podcast. I feel good about it. I'm not I'm not very highly <laughs> paid. <laughs> I I don't get paid anything. So you need a raise? We can talk about it. <laughs> All right, so, you let's talk. We can talk. We about got starstruck by numbers here. Okay. <laughs> we were looking at Jamar Chase because right now we're watching the national championship game. LSU oh, Clemson. Yeah. Jamar Chase, he's Hold a. On. Guess how many yards he went for this year? Seven hundred and thirty-three. Pretty close. Uh, why don't you add a thousand to that? One. Th- holy smokes! Receiving, receiving I'm yards. Not kidding. Holy smokes! I want him next year. <laughs> so if we take Burrow, like he, Burrow's fall into us, right? So <laughs> it's a we lock, take yeah. Burrow at three. Yep. Right, that'd be perfect. Well, we're going to. We're going to get Burrow this year, Chase next year, and then Super Bowl. Yeah, I love it. That's the three-year plan. Three-year plan. Blueprint. Boom. We are going to do a banana boat of our all-time favorite teams. And I'm going to start off. You guys kind of put me on the spot here saying, Sam, it is your turn to start. I always go last, so that's what I'm going to do. You're going to accept the challenge? And what we're going to do, 
So look forward to this. We are going to call Kyle and surprise him. Hey. He's going to be really confused, but it's going to be really funny. And we're going to throw him under the bus here with this topic. I don't know if he's even looked at the show sheet or not. Lovely. Being out of it and whatnot. Well, you, he hasn't. You know he hasn't. I mean, he barely does even when he's going to record. So. Kyle, we're coming for you. <laughs> so, Kyle, we are coming for you, buddy. You, we're going to put you on the spot once again here. So, All right. So my banana boat in no particular order. I'm going to start with the O2 Red Wings. Look, I mean, that team was packed full of Hall of Famers. They had Chris Chayos, Pavel Dasuk, Sergei Fedorov, Dominic Kosciuk, Brett Hall, Larianov, Lidstrom, Robitaille, Shanahan, Iserman. Whoa. That's 10 guaranteed Hall of Famers right there. If they're not already in it, I don't even know. Um, but in the moment, you knew that the, these guys were going to be Hall of Famers. And you had a Hall of Fame head coach, probably the greatest head coach of all time, is Scotty Bowman. Unbelievable team. They were 51, 17, 10, and 4 um, with 116 points. Um, second in goals, third in goals against. Just, they were unbelievable. Weren't they the quickest to 100 points or something? It was insane. They were they were unbelievably good. And it was, I remember clear as day, like when, when everything was going on. It was actually, it was a Sunday morning. I remember this perfectly because... I went to church and my friend Jaron in the in the at the time he he walked up to me after service and he goes, "Dude, did you hear that the Red Wings traded for Dominic Kosciuk or or it was something like they got Dominic Kosciuk? It might have been Lou Robitaille. I don't remember which name it was, but I was just like, "What are you talking about? There's there's no way that happened." He goes, "Yeah, it did." And he's just like, "We were going back and forth." But I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember that moment. But it was just like it just kept happening. It was just like one after another after another, and it was one of the last last teams before. A, a salary cap in the NHL, so it was just like, who cares? Just you bought a Stanley Cup, but it was totally worth it. Oh yeah, for sure. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it if was you, unbelievable. If you had the money, yeah. Yeah, and I just remember like, so they they did, had a really good playoff run, but there was a moment that people forget about. They were down two nothing to Vancouver Canucks, heading to Vancouver, and they were down. I, I want to say they were down, had about to head into the third period, maybe it was the second period. I don't remember exactly, but Lidstrom had a shot from center ice. And it either put the Red Wings up one or tied it, and it just changed the whole dynamic of the series. Red Wings just boop, click, game over. They just they took they swept them the rest of the way, so it was four to two final and against Vancouver in the first round. But then they rolled and ended up winning the Stanley Cup. That was that was really cool. So uh, team number two, I'm gonna go with the 06 Tigers. They were 95 and not six. I didn't finish my numbers for some reason. <laughs> so somebody do the wow, math. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I just that's a lot of series series six. wins there. Um, they had 95 wins. That's the way I'm going to put it. It's all that um, matters. But the, but the but the roster. I mean, they had Pudge, Polanco, Jose Guillen, Craig Monroe, Magliodor. These weren't like, Car- Carlos Guillen. That's what I said, right? You said Jose Guillen. Did I really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. It's okay. Carlos I just want to clarify because I loved Carlos Guillen. He was the manager, right? No, he's shortstop. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Come on, man. Jose Guillen was the manager for the White Sox, right? Am I getting him? It doesn't matter. I can't I, believe I said Jose. I'm looking Carlos at Guillen. Um, Craig Monroe, Maglio Like It wasn't like a superstar roster. You had Pudge. That was kind of – but the, just the surprise that that team was. Yeah. Is what made me really fall you, in love with baseball. Well, you fell in love with the whole team. Yeah, because it was the young guys like Jeremy Bonderman, yep. who was was having a good year that year, and he was the, the twenty loss pitcher when he was twenty <laughs> years old. Or, yeah, you know all those crazy stats, and a lot of those young guys that we saw, we added Pudge, and then 
the veterans came. Maglio Ordonez came after like a wrist surgery, I think it was. Okay. And we knew he was good, but he what did he hit that year? He hit like three fifty six and won the batting title. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. And and like guys like Craig Monroe, you just fell in love with him. Yeah, like Craig Monroe is a guy that nobody outside of Detroit probably remembers in the, yeah. in baseball, but we loved him. Like he was just he, he felt like a superstar. Like he was like similar to the a lot of the Red Wings. It's like they felt like superstars, like Kurt Maltby and Chris Draper. They felt yep. like super Thomas Holmstrom. They felt like superstars to us. But nobody really knew who the heck they were. Yeah, and he was that guy for us. I felt like yep. he was, you know, it was the whole "Who's your tiger?" I feel like there was a lot of players or a lot of fans that were like, "I love Craig Monroe. Like, yes. He's my tiger." Or you know there what I mean? was Inge people, Brandon Inge people, oh. all the, everywhere. Yeah, some people are Pala- raised right. Polanco was the same. <laughs> well, the Polanco was the same with that team because yeah. he was the two hole hitter and he did his job so often, and and you had so many like. Uh, couch managers i guess just raving about polanco he'd just ground out to second it'd be a terrible at bat like first pitch you know just swing at a ball and he goes to second base and everybody's like see he moved the runner that's why he's a great two-hole hitter like <laughs> but we just anything they did we rooted for him and it was yeah, yeah beloved team yeah and i don't remember like all of it i was i mean 06 was i was a junior, a junior in high school. school i had a lot going on um not really. I was yeah, I really did not much going. <laughs> but I mean, it was just like I fell in love with them, and I was like, "All right, I'm into baseball." It was kind of like the don't forget about baseball because it's a really great sport. And I didn't pay attention a whole lot. Yeah, I remember the years when they sucked, but our trio. That's when uh, I was just like trio of starting pitchers with that team: Jeremy Bonderman, Kenny Rogers, and Verlander. Right. Yeah, and then you had Todd Jones come like the closer. Joel Zumaya was was a fresh face then yep, throwing. Yep. You know, hundred something. I remember like Zoom Zoom Zumaya and like Guitar Comcast Zumaya, was like yeah. using him as advertising. Yeah, but like good like Comcast was talking about how yeah. fast their internet speed was. Like that was their advertiser. It was Joel Zumaya and stuff. I think it was then, their cordless home phone. Yeah, speed or something. <laughs> probably. I don't know. It was just a fun team. They 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 beat the Yankees. I think it was three to one. Swept Oakland. I mean that memorable walk off home run by Maglio Ordonez was just. Great moment. Yeah, they ended up losing the the World Series, but I just I fell in love with that team. That's one of my favorites, and it sucks that it didn't turn into a championship. But um, I'll stick with the Tigers with another team, the thirteen, the oh, 2013 Tigers. And we <laughs> did we ever clear up what year we're remembering here? We 2013 and 2014. They just blend together. It is so confusing because <laughs> they both should. We should have won the World Series both years. But 13 is the year that they lost the Red Sox. Correct? I think so. We did. To the Grand Slam, yeah. I didn't look it up. All right, somebody please look that up. Keep talking, I'll find out. But, I mean, this team was absolutely stacked. So they had Prince Fielder, Miggy, Victor, Torrey Hunter, Johnny Peralta, Austin Jackson, and, and like, Andy Turks was a guy that was just, like, garbage, but he was our garbage. You know what I mean? You loved having him. He was not garbage. Take it back. All right. All right, let me rewind here. Well, uh, just so out. you know, just so you know, that year he had 438 at bats, so he was a regular. 131 games started. You know what he hit that year? 282. Oh, it was 256. I I was looking at Miggy's. <laughs> I thought he had 348. That was Cabrera. That was oh man, <laughs> that that's is too hilarious. Bad. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, but then you look at the rotation. Cy Young winner Max Scherzer. Cy Young winner MVP Justin Verlander. Rick Porcello, who won a, a Cy Young. Annabelle Sanchez, he won a ERA title. Not all this year, but this is how good this rotation was. Annabelle Sanchez was an awesome pitcher. 
And then Doug Fister was was on the roster as well. And then you had, you know, Drew Smiley was also on there. And he was kind of that young guy that kind of filled in, I think, uh, at times. But I just remember him coming on. I loved Drew Smiley. I did times. too, yeah. Like, I wanted him to work out so bad. I hope he comes back to Detroit at some point and figures it out. But um, my fourth team is the 4 Pistons. Um, I think this team in a lot of ways, you know, is looked at a team that kind of lucked into a championship by, you know, the Lakers who were heavily favored were their, you know, what's the word? Friction between the superstars with Shaq and Kobe is how the Pistons won this, the championship. And I look at it a little different. I look at it as the Pistons caused that division in that, that tandem and that, the way that that team was, and that yeah, I mean they had Gary that's the Payton. Word I'm looking for. They had Gary Payton and and Carl Malone too. It's not just between the two superstars. They built what they wanted to be a Hall of Fame, uh, All Star team. Yeah, and they they built it. They went through the West easily, and then they could not get past the Pistons. So yeah. I, I mean they earned it. Yeah, and we sure. brought up that that team a few times. I just remember, and I, I think I talked about it last episode, but just the way that my friends and people at school just came to my parents' house and watched the game together. Like, I just completely fell in love with that. It was really the era. It wasn't necessarily that team. They're the ones that won the championship. But, like, honestly, it was probably a couple years after that I was really, like, loving them. And then I think they made, like, an all-star. Like, all five of them at one point yeah, were was, all-stars yeah, something like that. They like, did. a couple years later. And then they put them all on the floor at the same time. Yeah, it was just reserves. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that, they, that was they did a, really well when they were on the floor. Yeah, too. that was a team that I loved. And really just a... I think is the champion of the era that I I really enjoyed the Pistons and really the one and only times I really have. So well, and we did like what you said. We did have an era of that Pistons team because what did they make the five straight conference I think it was championships? Six. Five it was or six. six. Yeah, yeah, and I, they could have easily won in two thousand five. It took another miracle three pointer by Robert Ory and the nope. miracle fourth quarter by Robert Ory in the game seven to lose to the Spurs. Like I don't think people remember how close. Like you, I, luckily you have oh four. But like man, we, it was 05, right? Yeah, it was the next year against the Spurs. We could have won that series. Oh man, that we had is, so many opportunities. That's the one that got away. <laughs> that was definitely the one that got away. I mean, you could even you could bring up 06 and 07 too because they were still the best team in the East in those in the, at that time. But 05 was like again another miracle fourth quarter, and it, I I Robert Ory was my most hated. Like I didn't like Just Kobe for a, lot, that, a while, right? but Ori was like, yeah, he was the worst. Yeah, no, I hear you there. So who who wants to jump in and, and do theirs? Nose goes. All right, I'll go. All right, that's not how you play nose goes, but <laughs> you volunteered. To, yeah, that works. That means you don't go. But go ahead, Micah. It's all good. Kick it off. My first team, two thousand one, two thousand two, Detroit Red Wings. For many reasons. Oh yeah. Like you've mentioned. But a series you didn't bring up that I wanted to bring up, thanks for not stealing my thunder, was the Avalanche series. Oh, yeah, game seven at your Go, house. Going, I stole it. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> going into game six, they were down 3-2, backs against the wall. They were in Colorado, 1-2-0, flew back to Detroit for game seven, and absolutely drubbed. Oh yeah, the abs seven to zero. Yeah, that that was awesome. So, jump back to game six. Okay. That was the Statue of Liberty. When when uh, Patrick Wall. <laughs> Patrick Wall like made a diving save with his glove and then 
threw his hand up like, yeah, I got it, and then dropped he the puck, and then just got it. shoved in. Were you with me at church in the parking lot when we were listening to that game, or was that someone else? I, I don't remember, no. honestly. I remember I skipped service just so I could listen to the game, <laughs> and so, I was just hanging out in the overflow parking lot playing street hockey, listening to the game in my in the car. So at that point, I, I believe three of those games went to overtime. I think one was oh, a, a, a double OT. Against I, Colorado? Yeah. I, I can't remember which game it was. Um, nonetheless, then they went on to beat Carolina Hurricanes, and your leading goal scorer and points getter was Brendan Shanahan. Brendan Shanahan had 37 goals and 75 points. Sergey Fanov was right behind him, 68 points, and your Consmite Trophy winner, Nicholas Lidstrom. Nick Lidstrom. Yeah. Stud. So, that team that, was unreal. That was my first team. First one that came to my head. Second team, however, was the 96 97 Wings. Okay. It's old school hockey. You and I were kind of texting last night back <laughs> yeah. and forth because it was aired, on Fox Sports Detroit. Yeah, yeah, they aired the first game of the finals. Um, however, before the playoffs started, um, just in time, uh, this fight, the fight, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. The fight apparently brought the Red Wings together per Mike Vernon. He says he says it was just in time. Yeah. It, it brought everything together, kind of culminated. Uh, you know, it's called Bloody Wednesday. Bloody Wednesday, fight night at the Joe, brawl in hockey town. Everyone yeah. knows that fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, how I mean, it just epic happened. every time you rewatch it. We just had the anniversary. It. We just had the Isn't anniversary it awesome? Yeah, I love that. So anyways, such a great rivalry. Another Stanley Cup championship. And again, Brendan Shanahan, leading goal scorer and point getter. He was really the key to that to that run there. It was when they traded for Shanahan early in, in, yep. the, in that season. And I mean, he was he, he was MVP at one point. He was he was unbelievable. Yep. He was a power forward, and he was dirty. He was he was yeah. he fit in perfect with what this team needed to be. He, I feel like he was an underrated or underappreciated player. I mean, for how good he was, he yeah. he was aggressive, and he still scored, still helped a lot of guys score goals. He was a stud. He was a stud. So. He had 46 goals and 87 points that year. Who's the last Red Wing that had 40-plus goals? Marion Hosa. That was quick. That was quick, and you are dead on. Oh eight oh nine. That was real quick. That's How pretty many impressive. Goals? I think he hit 50. No, he didn't hit 50. 40. 40. He just hit 40. Just hit 40. Yeah. Nice job. I doubt anybody's hit, like, well, I, we had a couple guys, or a few guys hit 30. Last year, but yeah, th- that's, I, that's the most that we've yep, had. Yep, I looked up a list, and he was the last one with 40-plus. Yeah. Um, he was a stud. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was underappreciated, too. Yeah. I mean, I was I was one of those guys underappreciating him. I mean, once he left. Yeah. Didn't know what we had until he left. Yeah, definitely. Uh, third team, though, uh, this isn't going to go over well. 96-97 Green Bay Packers. Everyone knows I'm a Packers fan. Can you turn his volume <laughs> all the way down? <laughs> That's enough. You can go to yeah, four. Yeah. All right. And team <laughs> that's four. That's me. Turn me down. Hey, hey, hey. That's me. You're not supposed to turn me uh, down. So Gosh, I should put a lock on that volume. <laughs> so Green Bay went 13-3 and three in the regular season. They had a first-round bye. Then they beat the Niners, then the Panthers, then advanced to Super Bowl 31 where they met Drew Bledsoe and the Patriots. 
yeah. and I'm alone. <laughs> are you still talking about him? Hey, there you guys are. I love you guys. So, anyways, I wasn't interested at all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> okay. The, one of the the biggest memory about that Super Bowl was Ryan. He had a was was it was that Sega Saturn or was it? Sega Dreamcast. Sega Saturn. That was Sega Saturn. Madden football. And you had Matt. Was it even Madden then? I don't it was even know ninety-seven it was. Madden. But I remember like the beginning was like always the Super Bowl. Like they showed the yeah. ring and then like the intro of the teams. And I just always remember Packers Patriots yep, going against true. each other. That's that's where the <laughs> offensive player was never faster than the defensive guy. <laughs> yeah. So like the defensive guys would catch you no matter how fast you were. So, so you'd like, have to like run in circles. Yeah, you had to run in circles <laughs> so and then they would yeah. chase you in a circle and you would <laughs> you'd be able to make your oh, way. Oh, they were legendary 99-yard runs. <laughs> so <laughs> never happened. <laughs> so th- this team was led by Brett Favre. Everyone knows that. Almost 4,000 yards, 39 touchdowns. Desmond Howard was on that team. Michigan man. He was the uh he was Super Bowl MVP, Super right? Super Bowl MVP. He was. Uh, Reggie, Michigan. Reggie White was on that team. Leroy Butler was on that team. Um, Leroy. <laughs> Leroy <did> Butler. <laughs> yep. So that that kind of just slingshotted me into my my love for the Packers and Brett Favre. What do you have next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No so, more Packers. So uh, Team Four. Twenty twelve Detroit Tigers. Ah, oh, 2012. 2012. That was the uh, when they went to the World Series. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you know, 2013 and is the popular pick, but 2012 they achieved actually, more. Yeah. No, they did. So it, it was basically the same blueprint. Yeah. I mean, basically the same rotation. The rotation was absolutely sick. But um, I'm not going to steal anyone else's thunder. So, uh, Brian. Well, 13. Well, I'll start with the 2013 Tigers. The 2013 Tigers had Prince Fielder. And that was the difference between the 2012 and 13, correct? That's when they signed him. Yeah, I believe so. So, so we were su- we were supposed to be that much better because we got Prince Fielder. Right, and we're still paying for him. It's not actually, much, not much. Just a little bit, but still, we still are, but not him. much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 2013 is is on my list because that team was so good. We've already gone through it. Ver- I mean, you look at the best. You get, look at the all decade pitching uh, staff. And it, the top two pitchers of the decade, top three, two of them were former Tigers with Scherzer and, or with uh, Scherzer. Scherzer. It was Kershaw, Verlander, <laughs> and Max Scherzer. Yeah. So those, yeah. So I mean, those are like the top three pitchers of the decade, and we had two of them. And the supporting pitchers that we had at the time were almost just as dominant. So yeah, they were. Yeah, I don't know. That that team was amazing. For some reason, we were always in close games, though. I think it's because we relied so much on the home run that, like, it came down to eight, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning home runs, and and it felt like the, it felt like there was always two of our stars sitting at all. Like, yep. I remember listening to the radio that that year, and like they played a game, like Tigers lineup game, and. Who is going to be starting and who's going to be saying there was always like two of our studs sitting at every point, which is probably why it seemed like late in the game when these guys pinch hitted or pinch hitted, pinch height, pinch height, yeah, pinch heighted, um, pinch hit. Um, Someone help us out. <laughs> I'm gonna pour pinch more heated, heated. Just keep going. I don't know why I'm trying to be involved. All here. right, so I'll, I'll just kind of get away or get get to my my uh, at least three of my four because you've already gone through. We had three of the same teams. I had 2013 Tigers, 2006 Tigers, and 2004 Pistons. Yep. It, it, 
I mean, the 2006 Tigers, I just want to make one more point. I think we as Tigers fans, we had such a good stretch there from 2006 to 2000, even you could you could say like 2016, really, when we were still competitive. We had such a good stretch, we forget about the stretch leading up to 2006. We had, all through the 90s, yeah. we were the, the laughing stock of baseball. It is what we're going through right now. I know, exactly. And, and starting off the 2000s, you could say, I mean, 2006 was a great year. We were a, still a 90-loss team in 2005. And we, we broke the record for losses in 2003. So, I mean, this was a historically awful franchise for 15 years, and that's what made 2006 so special. So when, when we all became the biggest Tigers fans on the planet and the whole state started following the Tigers every single game, that that's the reason why, because we just craved it. We needed that, uh, that success. We needed the competitiveness. And each one of those players that overachieved that one year, it just it started a run for the franchise that, that really turned the franchise around for a long time. And yeah. we spent a lot of money trying to win that World Series that we didn't get. <clears throat> and that's what but, makes this part even harder. But, well, that, but that was the year that triggered that run. If we yeah. didn't, if we didn't have success that year, we wouldn't have spent the money or traded, or, or, you know, done all those competitive moves. Maybe as much as as uh, because that comes with success. Yeah, and is, they, is they, going for it. Yeah, and I mean, '06 is what is when the Illiches kind of got that taste to be like, holy smokes, we could bring in three million plus fans in through these gates if we put a val- like a good team on the field, and they invested in that hard yes and love them for it. absolutely love them for it and i want them to do it again and we were all eating little caesar's pizzas oh you know, yeah supporting back I, hey make <laughs> it a six dollar pizza if you was. can pay for an extra yeah day. like i don't care <laughs> go out and buy clayton kershaw and raise the price to six dollars buy an extra most best player yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs> that was well done fourth team was well done. fourth team is the this is kind of a just a a fun memory lane type of thing. But yeah. 1995 Lions. Okay. So. All right. I'm going to let you go. I want to say before, like, I would have gone 97 Red Wings. Okay. But I felt like I wasn't, like, I I knew what was going on, but I can't remember it the way I wish I could. So I'm assuming that this is going to be similar with this one for me. It but, is, yeah. go ahead. So this is the team that was ranked number one in football and offense. During the regular season, we had Scott Mitchell, his one really good season. For Detroit. For Detroit. Well, he had a good season elsewhere, but. Did he? That's why we signed him, yeah. Well, I forget it, why, but like where, but. He did throw for 32 touchdowns, 4,300 yards. Wow. 12 picks. I mean, he had a great year. He really did. That's better than Favre's year when they won the Super Bowl. Well, Favre wasn't that good. <laughs> They were they were ten and six, but listen, they they ended on a seven game winning streak. They ended the season on a seven game winning streak and eight of nine. So I mean, this was a fun team to watch. This was this is when I was old enough to get into every single game and to know the roster inside and out. Yeah. And this is uh, the wide receivers with Barry Sanders. It just didn't get any better for me. It was Herman Moore, Brett Perriman, and Johnny Morton. Johnny, was that Johnny Morton's yeah. year? Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh! I yeah. And that was like one of the David first, yeah. David Sloan tight end. Okay, remember the big old white dude. <laughs> I don't remember that one at all. Was, oh, you don't. Was Schlesinger there? Or no, was that before Schlesinger's time? Uh, before, yeah. Was it? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I think they had Ron Rivers. I think for was he was he a running back or was he a fullback? I think he was a kick returner. Ron Rivers. Okay. That, I, well, anyways. see, these are that's the thing. Like I knew all that. This is before my time because I I mean I was six, 
So, so I, I Barry, Barry Sanders ran for 1,500 yards, 12, 12 touchdowns. I mean, that's not really, I mean, that's pretty respectful. It was just an average yeah. season for him, yeah. I mean, that's not that, that's really not that great. 1,500 yards for and 12 him. touchdowns? For him. No, it's a great season. Right. That's a great season for anybody. I guess that's what he, I expected it to start with like 2,000. No, it's like yards. what he averaged for his career, basically. Yeah. yeah. You're probably right. No, You're definitely right. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, very good season. Uh, and then, and then, I some of these guys on defense too. I just, I really like to look at the names because it just, it's again, it just brings memory back lane. memories. Yeah. yeah, Chris Spielman, middle linebacker. You had uh, Bernie Blades as a safety, Ryan McNeil, uh, uh, cornerback. Uh, let's see, Willie Clay, another safety. Uh, Tracy Scroggins, remember him? Defensive no, end. I don't remember you don't remember any these names? These, I oh, remember uh, Robert Porsche. I remember him. Yeah, yeah Robert Porsche. He, the first one you said, I remember Luth- as well. Luther Ellis. I remember Big him. Old oh, interior. Yeah, yeah, I remember Luther Ellis. I mean, I Stephen Boyd. Oh. Stephen Boyd. He was the fullback. Was he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So oh, no, he was he was an inside linebacker. He took over for uh, Chris Spielman when he left the the Lions. Okay. Yeah. So the how did they end up that year? Did, was it a, was that the loss to? Did they make the playoffs? So they made the playoffs and they lost the wild card round against the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the you game. The Eagles. I do too. But this is the game where Brett Perriman got injured in the first quarter. I will never forget. He slipped. He caught the ball. He slipped as he fell. He had like three catches right away, and then he, he slipped. I don't know if he broke his ankle or like tore an ACL or something. But he's done for the game. He's like taken off on a stretcher. Pretty sure I cried when he when that <laughs> happened. And then the the line just fell apart. Yeah. And I'm trying to find. I I'm trying to find right now the final score of that game. 58 to 37. 58 oh to 37 my we gosh. lost. That's insane. And the quarterback that beat us for the Philadelphia Eagles? I can't think of it. You can't think? No, I don't know. Rodney Pete. Oh, former Lion. Right before 99. Oh, yep. He was one that left so we could bring in Scott, Scott Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, so it just you know, it's actually funny cuz I watched the whole game. Uh, Barry Sanders' uh, clinching game when he got 2,000 yards just the other day. I don't know. It was just a condensed game I found on YouTube. Yeah. And I, Scott Mitchell was still the quarterback, and he was embarrassingly bad. I've never seen quarterback play that bad. So I could just talk about 95 Lions and the number one ranked offense and go through his numbers, and they were so great. And then you, But you watched those other games, and that's why he was so frustrating. He, he could – miss a guy by 15 yards yeah like he'd be wide open a perfect pocket around him somebody 15 down yards down the field and he'd throw it 10 yards it's like what what just happened yeah so i mean those i just remember those were the the frustrations i remember thinking of scott mitchell as just like a joke of a quarterback like spiking it on fourth down and like just i just remember him sucking but like those, those are good teams but should we call kyle let's call him oh yeah we should do that. Is it at zero? You got you got the volume back up? It's at zero. All right, let's do it. Let's give him a call. All right. Just be quiet. This is just between me and him for now. I'm adjusting the volume as I yeah, go because yeah, I'm a true professional. Hey, man, what's up? Hey, man, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good. I was just looking over that pricing that you sent me on, on the, yeah. was it 205 caps? 205 or 175? I think it was a 205. You sent me pricing with material and then without. Does that sound familiar? Ooh, okay. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, I know I sent pricing with 
with and without for service, I thought it was 175, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I'm going to need you to do better on that. Can you do better? What do you mean? I need it like half the price. Half the price? Yeah, we're going to have to. How long is this going? <laughs> right. I mean, the second you said half the price, I thought. You knew something was up. I'm on a podcast, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, we're, re- we're recording. What's up, Kyle? So we do have a little bit of a bet going on. Like, So did yeah. you look at the show sheet, and did you look at what we're talking about, and are you going to be able to give us something? I gave it a brief glance. Uh, what what specific topic are we on right now? We we just got done talking about our banana boat. Favorite team for our favorite teams yes. of all, all time. time. Do you do, are now, you prepared it, for this? Not really, but was is this this is not just Michigan, right? Not just any of your teams. So I mean, for for me, mine was O two Red Wings, O six Tigers. I'm gonna go with all all Detroit and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirteen Tigers and then the O four Pistons. Ryan had three of the same, but then he threw in was it ninety five ninety five Lions. ninety five Lions. Micah threw in okay. a Packers, and then we stopped listening for a while. But it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I expected. Oh, okay, it. so so yeah. Unlike last week, I think I've had I this this thought process has gone through my head before. Okay, um, so your favorite teams. Favorite teams, four favorite teams. Okay. In no particular uh, order. No, here's here's what I'm going to do, because I know the four. Um, and they're all very in our era as well. And I'm going to try to give them in the order that Sam will hate them the least. Oh, okay. All right, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I thought you were going to okay. say that Sam would hate the most. That's typical. No, I can, I can do that. But, I thought you were okay, bringing. I'll, 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 let me go the least. All right, go sounds least. good. Okay, uh, no. So the first one in that would be the 08 Red Wings. That's a good one. It's a good one. Um, it's the year I got married. And oh yeah. We, for our honeymoon, we went on a cruise, and I couldn't watch a lot of the playoffs because you can't watch anything. Um, and then when we came back, I made it just in time. To, I think watch the last two games of the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. Um, and I'll never forget that. I, I don't know why, but I'll never forget that whole everything having to do with that. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I, boy, off the top of my head, I don't have a ton of like stats or anything like that. I hope that's all right. No, it's all um, right. But yeah, oh, so 08 Red Wings. Um, number 204 Pistons. That, yep, that was yep. on the list. That was on yeah. the list. Two of the three. <laughs> that was, they were so fun to watch, and the fact that they beat. That Lakers team yeah. with Kobe, with Shaq, with I mean I know they were past their prime, but with Carl Malone, with Gary Payton, um, they they were going for four in a row right there, right? I think oh, it was. Oh, no, they were coming yeah. back because uh, Spurs Spurs won in there, I think. Did they? Okay, I don't know. Well, and I think during that same time period, like didn't the Pistons go to like six straight? That yeah. was kind of in the middle or early, but they went like six straight Eastern Conference Finals. Like, oh, I'm just so glad they got one at least. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we got a banner. Um, You're gonna have to listen to the podcast because we did talk about that. We talked about how okay. how like oh five like was actually a year that they they just let get away from them against the uh, the Spurs and whatnot. It was just yeah. like yeah. yeah, and you know the way that I kind of I put oh four because they were the ones that sealed the deal. When really I I probably loved oh five and oh six a little bit better because I was more you know, invested and felt like, hey, 
going in like knowing that they could win a, a championship. Yeah, and I think nobody expected 04, like going against Shaq and Kobe and your, you know, before that whole thing eventually broke up and um, – I think they were such an underdog, and then didn't they? Did they lose one game and then win four? Or yeah. So I don't, so, I don't was... remember if they lost game one. No, nope, they won game one. They lost game game two. two. But it was that Kobe shot. Yeah, it was the bank. Okay. The yeah. bank. Yeah. Is it, he like tied it up to get to overtime? Yes. Is that what it was? Oh, yes. My gosh, that was the only game they won. Insane. Yeah, so... it's crazy. Yeah, and I just even like I've heard some of the players talk about that, and they're like, I think the player, I think Ben Wallace was saying that he like we were the only people giving us a chance. Yeah. Nobody else was giving us a chance. And they, they completely dominated. Yeah, it, it really was. It wasn't even that, like you said, it wasn't even that close of a series. So, yeah. Okay, right. so next, next, I still think you'll hate this second to least, even though it's soccer. Uh, I'm going to go take a bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> but do you notice that this is still only second? Yeah, um, I, I, I'm assuming it's going to be a Yankees <laughs> for four, but go on. Okay, all right. Um, yes, the 3 4 Arsenal team that was that's called the Invincibles, uh, they played 38 games, and they did not lose a single game. Um, now, keep in mind, you can draw, you can tie in the Premier League, but um, – that was a lot of fun. Um, Thierry Henry and a number. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. There's a couple names I could say. You guys won't know it, so maybe I'll just move on to the next one. Can you put? Can you play crickets? Like, are, do, yeah. are you able to to play drops while we're talking? Oh, like, you don't have the was, ability to do that, right? I, I was literally just sitting at my computer working, <laughs> but I I do not have that ready. No. All right, all right. That's fine. We'll just just pretend that it. Kyle, played. Kyle, I just yes. bought FIFA for PS4. Oh really? Which yes. Huh? The newest one? I think it's like nineteen. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was it was used on sale at Meyer. Nice. <laughs> Picked it up. It's so much fun to play. Oh. Okay. All right. So number four, so, which Yankees team are you talking here? Oh nine. Um, <laughs> and I say oh nine because it was, there was just a lot of Yankee greats. I mean, I could you could go back to sixty one. You could go back to the late nineties. Uh, was it ninety eight? Um, but in 09, you had, I, I don't know, it's more my generation, right? So, um, and then you had like Hideki Matsui, you had Mariano Rivera, you had, um, Jeter, you, a lot of those guys that was really towards the end of their career. Um, and I know, and that was, man, it was just an incredible, it was, it's probably the world series that I remember the most. Yeah. Um, that was still with, just, with uh, Jorge Posada too, right? Posada, yeah. I so didn't that, like, like Jorge Posada. I don't. That come doesn't on. surprise me I didn't me like at his all. face. Yeah, come on. Like his face bothered me a ton. It bothered everybody. His face. It's his face that did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the World Series ring. I don't uh, judge very often, but when I do, it's about people's faces. Because he was so average. <laughs> it was so average until it mattered. <laughs> it was exactly how his face was. Dude, Ryan, Ryan just hit that right on the head. He was so average, Chell, it mattered. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness, they have a good picture. Like, Man, he like, went super <laughs> World Series. World Series. Oh, I, and I think, like, that was – after that, a lot of things obviously broke up. A lot of things kind of went down, went south there. Um, or not south, but, you know, Matsui, I think – did he end up leaving? And then, you know, it wasn't Fell that. off the face of the earth pretty much, right? <laughs> like. 
Yeah, a lot of them did, and you still, you know, and obviously you had you had a Rod on that team, which obviously most people hate. And, um, but I think it's, I mean, it was just it was the prime of CC Sabathia. You had oh, I'm struggling for a name that the pitcher maybe Ryan remembers. He was a pitcher who he was either great or he was terrible. Um, what year was this again? Oh nine. Oh nine. Uh, white guy. Oh, it's gonna. Whoa. Bug me. Hey. But, we don't see what? color on this podcast. What color, what color, <laughs> what color did you say? <laughs> when, we're, when we're describing people, I have no choice. <laughs> if you want me to help you, yeah, you have to repeat his color. <laughs> okay, it was A.J. Burnett. Oh, uh, yeah, they traded yeah. for him oh, from man. Pittsburgh, right? Filthy stuff. Yes, yeah. And he wasn't that great in the playoffs. <laughs> anything, but Didn't he have a no-hitter with like... you guys? I feel like he had a no-hitter that year. I could be wrong. I'm, pr- I'm probably wrong. But, uh, no, you, no, you're pretty good with that stuff. You might be right about that. I, I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking Pirates. Was it with the Pirates? I think that so. Same year, maybe. Maybe. And then they traded for. Yeah, I'm usually wrong. About I feel that like stuff. he had a, a no hitter, but so oh oh nine Yankee. Is that your guys' last title? Most recent. Most recent. Yeah. Is it Man, really? That's embarrassing. Wow. Oh, that was the most positive these guys have been for opposing teams. Huh. Yeah, must be nice, Kyle. Micah. How's it feel? My, yeah, Micah, I thought I turned not... your volume down. Jeez. Micah. Micah, All right, you and I are on the same boat with some of this stuff. Well, uh, we get treated same, completely differently. Is that the same same banana boat or just same boat? Same banana boat. Same, same banana, banana boat. boat. So yes. Kyle uh, and Micah are on two of the four seats of the banana boat. Miss you, Kyle. Right. So Kyle, before yeah, before too, we man. let you go. Um, yeah. I'm gonna put. I'm really putting you on the spot even more here. So we're gonna sure. get into a topic where we talk okay. about you know Al Kaline, who just recently passed, known as Mister Tiger. We're gonna try to divvy out the Mister for all of our teams. Do you mm-hmm. have somebody that you that just comes to mind for Mister Spartan for you? It could be a player, Ooh, a Mr. coach, anything. It does. Could be a coach. Any, I guess so. Any sport. Yeah, any sport. Like just Mister Spartan for you. Through any through any time period as well. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, any time yeah. period. Just the epitome um, of a Spartan man. Yeah. Boy. And this is a bad answer, and it's probably not going to withstand the test of time or the test of anybody who knows how to use Google. Um, <laughs> but my answer is going to be Mateen Cleaves. Yeah. Um, From here, for, for, cut it off at, like, what, 2010, right? Yes, that's like, my, anything yeah, before just, 2010 – you're good. But he was, <laughs> right? he, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, <laughs> I, I know where you're going there. And I agree with you. I'm not, I don't, I guess I don't know about all those, everything that happened there, but like he bought into that system. He bought into Izzo, everything. He led that team to a 2000 national championship. And he wasn't even an NBA caliber player. He wasn't like, I really nobody on that team was, but he still like, Hey, Somehow Jason he Richardson. led him to a national championship. Jason Richardson. I mean, he was yeah, from he Michigan was... State? Yeah. I didn't know that. Jay Rich? Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't know that. Did somebody, somebody back me up here? Are you thinking of Jason Rich, Williams? Oh, am I thinking of Jason Williams? Yeah. Or is he thinking of Jason Williams? No, are you, Sam? I, yeah, I, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball no, but... elite over here just killing it. Let's think of another Jason. <laughs> Killing something. <laughs> the other the other thought would be Kurt Cousins, but yeah. yeah That's a good one, too. 
um, between Khalifs, they won a national championship. Well, I think we should just kind of jump into our next topic. I mean, there's no reason to hold back. So, um, with Al Kaline passing away, I mean, very sad that it happened. Obviously, all deaths are sad. Um, he he was way before our time. Um, in in a lot of ways, he's considered one of the best of the generation for for the previous generation. And <laughs> Detroit sports fans, he's he's beloved there. Um, for sure. Someone we grew up loving in sports and, and spent his whole career with our team is what I kind of want to wrap this around. So who is the next – I don't want to say the next LK line. That's not really fair. But who is the guy that when when it's time for him to pass on, like that we're going to be looking at him that way? Just represents the team in yeah. every part of his life, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, for me, I, I looked at – you know, my brain goes to, to hockey players with, with the Red Wings, Eisenman, Lidstrom, Zetterberg – I mean, some lines kind of can fall on that with Barry and Calvin. I think Isaiah Thomas. I mean, is, are there any other that come to mind that you guys would say is is the next, like, just absolutely beloved athlete in the state of Michigan for our generation? For for our generation, I mean, with the Pistons, I think Ben Wallace might be the closest thing <laughs> af- after Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Because Isaiah Thomas and, and um, uh, Joe Dumars are kind of the duo – from the the '90s and the Bad Boys and and Bill Ambeer yeah. and all those guys, but but those were the two main uh, mainstays on the team, and I think with with the turnover in basketball with Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton, like yes, they were beloved, but I, I don't think it got there was anybody more beloved than Ben Wallace. I, that's just the feeling that I have, I guess. Yeah, Big Ben. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I, I sorry, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was I was gonna say I agree with I agree with Ryan because like. Even Joe Dumars, like he came back, he tried to do the front office thing. And yep. Kind of mixed response, you know, not a great. It didn't. Did he draft Darko Milicic? He he did. Yeah. He drafted yeah, Darko, so a, but he also put he, the team together in 04. So he did. So it, yes, it, yeah. Um, I think Big Ben is a great call for that because, and now like he owns part of the G League team. Yeah. Um. And he's doing a lot of their PR and stuff like that. I think that's I, I think that's a good pull. I I always thought of Big Ben the same way. So, but all right. So let's look at as a, a generation thing. Sports they crisscross and stuff like that. Like I just want to figure out one for our generation. Would you put Ben Wallace over what Steve Eisman means to the city of Detroit or no? Wait, a one no. for the whole generation? Yeah, I, I guess I'm thinking oh. like more of our generation. Like, oh, we I feel like you by team, right? Well, Sam is well, Sam is changing the rules. No, as we no, go. this no. is this is two different topics, guys. Two, yep, this is two different topics. <laughs> Just for the record, so all right. So what I'm doing is like, <laughs> Mike, this is me poor, and you here. Poor Ryan, he's <laughs> just lost. Yeah, so. What I wanted to do is kind of like talk about who, who will be that that guy for our generation that was just a full blown Detroiter in your head, and just will be the the guy that was just beloved by the city of Detroit. It, I I look at it as Steve Eisman. I'm just gonna take over here. It, <coughs> Steve Eisman is, is is the guy. I mean, it, he was here from when he was drafted. He won us championships. And now he he left for Tampa, yeah, but he is back and he's ready to put this. I feel like he is the next, like he's our Al Kaline as, as in our generation, in my opinion. I I, I would highly like, agree. The guy that that started here and I know he left, but never truly left because everybody knew he was coming back. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Which is what I think Al Kaline was. He was the guy that he was there and never out, never left Detroit. I I feel like a <clears throat> another close runner up besides besides Big Ben is Lindstrom, honestly. Big Ben? I, sorry, I said the wrong name. I'm sorry, guys. I am so ben sorry. Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm about to flip this table <laughs> over. You brought up Brett Favre and Ben no, Roethlisberger no, 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 no. in the same podcast? No, big, did you say Big Ben? Yeah. Did I miss something? Ben, ben Wallace? No. Big Ben? Oh, ben gotcha. Wallace. All right, he ben was the original Wallace Big Ben. the original Big Ben. Yeah, yeah, you guys are right on that. My my apologies. Man. <laughs> he just Sam's all over the map. Thumb was just right on me, man. Jeez. Yeah, wow. Sorry. Was, <laughs> Holy crap. There's a whole family dynamic going there. Because Sam was like yelling. Yeah. Mikey was sorry. Mikey was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't don't hit me again. Yeah, I went pale white for yeah. a second. Oh, man. He goes, this is the end. This also, is by the way, I, my mic yeah, officially gets I, cut off. <laughs> so, uh, I, By the way, too, I don't think me and Ryan are trying to compare Ben Wallace to Steve Geiserman. No, not at all. Okay, and then I no. think I think okay. that's my yeah. fault. I, I think we got wires crossed with with topics here. No, I I think we're just having a, a good roundtable of this this topic. I I, I, I think I think I agree with you. Steve Eisenman is the closest thing to an Al K line because yeah. Al K line his whole life was with the organization. Yeah. Play, playing and then front office, and there was some some broadcasting. Man, yeah, too. I mean he was yeah. he was all over the place for the Tigers. That's why he was Mister Tiger. So yeah. Iserman is the closest thing to that. I would absolutely agree with you. I, yep. The, the only too. other people in discussion because Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, you can't even say that because they with them because them. Well, they and they just didn't leave on good terms on yeah. both sides. You could see it from both yeah. sides, uh, both points of view. Lions didn't treat them right. Tigers always treated Al Kaline right. Yeah. Yeah, true. That's a good point. All right, so so we'll get into that that next topic. I think we can all agree Eisenman's kind of that this generation's Al Kaline for for the city of Detroit. Um, so Al Kaline is Mister Mister Tiger. I think we could say Eisenman is Mister Red Wing. I know you have Mister Hockey with Gordy Howe. I feel like it. Like if Eisenman's successful, he will be Mister Red Wing. Um, so, so who do you guys think is Mr. Piston? You guys brought up Big Ben. Let's see. I, I got it. Big Ben. He yep. plays for the Steelers. What are you yeah. doing? He's not Mr. Detroit. Oh. Um, Must be a new G League so team. So I, I looked at Isaiah wow. Thomas to be that guy. But, I mean, do you think Ben Wallace is – Ben Wallace was around – like, he went around the league. That's why I, I guess I'm more yeah, he thinking did. if – like, Isaiah he Thomas went. was drafted and played his whole career and was in the front office. Isaiah Thomas yeah. was in the front office with the Pistons, with, right? Nope. He, oh, he, he was he was no. with the front office with the uh, Pacers, Celtics, and then sorry, the Knicks yes, too, yeah. right? Yeah, he's he's kind of jumped around the league. Okay. Um, I I would agree with you. The closest thing that Detroit Pistons have to a Mister Piston for his career is definitely Isaiah Thomas, the leader of the team. Yes. He was the the one who changed the franchise. He was the key to that team, and they won two championships. But not only that, they were competitive. They were the team the Bulls had to get through. You know, they they were battling with the Celtics. They were battling some all time great teams. So yeah. very competitive. They brought the spirit of everybody talks about the spirit of Detroit and being you know tough and hardworking. Come to that came from from the bad boys. Yeah, you know, it did. Yep. So well, we I mean, technically technically it came from the. The city itself. The city itself. Yeah, I know, but the bad boys were the first team to <laughs> to 
have that identity to to bring it in, in sports, sports right, and become known for that. Yeah. And, and I don't know, yes. like oh four. I'm in a disagreeing mood today. I don't the, know why. The yeah, just trying to steamroll people. Go for it. <laughs> dealing with it's not Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> No, all we, right. we no, agree. We agree with you. All right. So Isaiah Thomas is probably the closest thing we have to a Mr. Piston. Um, so we'll jump down to the Lions. I mean, you already brought up Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Yeah, and I don't think they can be. I don't think so either. Barry Sanders is the most beloved player in Detroit Lions history by far. Barry Sanders is one of the most beloved players in NFL history. That's why he won the the Madden cover in 2020 just yeah. out of nowhere is like just a random <laughs> yeah. vote for anybody guess who wins Barry Sanders yeah so who is there somebody that even deserves that title at this point Charlie Batch no I <laughs> you know who you know who it really is That's Matt offensive. Stafford I knew you were gonna say Matthew Stafford I'm thinking more <laughs> Jason Hansen oh that's a really good one I that think, is a really good I think one. Jason Hansen is Mr. Lions. I'm gonna put that in pen I like that one <laughs> But how He's sad got a is that? Long legacy with Detroit, <laughs> it, it, and he earned He's it. He well. was, yeah, he did great and everything. But I think Stafford has uh, he has an opportunity. He does to be that guy. We'll see how the next decade goes. Does if it he, just take a playoff win? And he is. Is that all it takes? No, no. It's more. It needs more. If, I'm looking at the phone like I'm talking to you, if, Kyle. If Stafford can bring, <laughs> if, if Stafford can bring a Super did Bowl. Did you guys do a mock draft yet? No, that's coming that's up. next. I mean, we're... I knew you'd do one. You're still doing those? Oh, Look, on. we're two weeks away, man. What do you want me to do? That's, that's true. Ignore There's, it? There are no sports They're going to take Tua, by the way. They're going to take Tua. I'm getting more excited. Yeah. All right, so Mr. Lion, Jason Hansen. <laughs> Jason Hansen. Great With choice. Stafford, Stafford has an opportunity. All uh, he has to do is get it, to the Super Bowl. Look, I, I think we could go Tom Izzo or Mateen Cleaves for Cleaves? Cleaves? Cleaves with the V. Mateen Cleaves for the Mr. Spartan. I think that's a really good one. So now we're going to end with with Mr. Wolverine. Ooh. Here we go. Kyle, why did you hang up, Kyle? Gosh, he hung up already. Sorry, I can't. I'm driving into a tunnel. (laughs) I hear you. All right, so we got Sam. Sam, Sam, hold on. Did you get that picture I sent you today? Uh, Yes, I did. Okay. You can. I just double check him. Just. You you got to say it now. You got to share it with with the audience. Oh shoot! I it was just we're dealing. Oh with yeah, this that's whole... right. Because you delete all my text messages. You said the <laughs> I other wouldn't day. delete them. You you told me that the other day too. We he got just, a few I don't delete. Going. I just he misplaces. Like, oh, we're them. dealing with this whole COVID nineteen thing, and it's a lot, uh, a lot and I sent Sam a a picture, and it said if you. If you feel like a 30-day quarantine is a is a long time, just remember it's been over 3,050 days since Michigan has beat Ohio State. It's <laughs> oh, insane. Shut up, is that Kyle. true? I, I, I didn't even dare send the it to The internet Michael. can't lie. Like, memes can't lie. That's true? <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, it feels yeah. longer. It blows my mind. Besides the fourth down where they it's actually – They did them. beat them. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Mr. Wolverine – where where are you guys going with, with Mr. Wolverine? I I I look at two people Can I throw right the, now. Uh, the obvious? Yeah, go for it. I I, I think it's our it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I you know I that was where my brain originally went, but then it's no, like No, can't be. But he also lost his starting job his senior year, didn't he? Yeah, he shared, like, like shared he it with split Drew Henson. Time with Drew Henson. So it's like I get that like what he is now 100%. Like yeah. that's who you would love to Hitch your wagon to, but 
for being – It was outside of Michigan. His more, the, more of his identity is wrapped up in being a Patriot. Yes. Way more. Yeah, and and, and I feel like – and I, I love that you brought that up, Kyle, because, I mean, obviously I'm, he's a Wolverine, but it's like <clears> – <throat> As a Wolverine Wolverine fan, like, I don't like the fact that people think that I like what Tom Brady is and what he does only because he's a Wolverine. Like, I just like who he is in the NFL. I don't remember anything about him as a Wolverine. Not one single thing. Except that he's a Wolverine. No, but you have to love the fact of what he's done in the NFL and him being a Wolverine. Yeah. Right. I do. I, I do love that. But I feel like, like, Wolverine to the core, like... Blood, sweat, tears. Like I feel like it's got to be a couple other people, in my right, opinion. I'm, I'm I'm gonna bring it up. It's it's go for it. It's got to be Charles Woodson, in my opinion. I would love to have this roundtable discussion. Yeah, now. I I I think it could be because he's been very successful. He was the most successful Wolverine. I think sure. true blue to the core. If Desmond Howard Harbaugh can seal the deal, and win something of value at in Michigan, that is who is Mr. Michigan. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was a successful quarterback. If he can be a successful coach and mm, truly true. bring something, like that is, yeah. to, in my opinion, what Mr. – like what the label is. You know what I mean? Like he, if he can be the quarterback – so let's say the – I mean a successful quarterback, yes – but also become the next Bo Schembechler. And look, I'm not going to say that he is. I, I don't want to start that. That takes a lot to get there. But if he can become anything like close to it, that is what he will become. He just needs okay. to become Lloyd Carr. I, that, that's fair, too. I, well, Lloyd he Carr. is Lloyd Carr. I will agree with you. No, he isn't. Not yet. He is Lloyd Carr without the without the actual titles. It's two or three losses a year. Titles? Come that's on, what, man. That's, Listen, I, I will agree with you as long as he wins – a Big Ten championship and a national title, and never goes to coach for another team after Michigan. All right, if but the, but here as Ryan. we speak, I would almost put Desmond Howard over Charles Woodson, based on not necessarily like what they did, what they are, but like being the forefront of the University of Michigan and being like talking about them, publicizing them, like you know what I mean, like. Does that make sense? I I, I mean they mm. they, it, they both won the Heisman Trophy, correct. So you so you can compare them that way, but you can't just say, I don't I don't even know how you pick one over the other because Charles Woodson won them a national title, won the Heisman Trophy from a defensive position, like a that's code, that's insane. Code. Yeah, I mean I code guess oh, get yeah. your co out of here. Yeah, shared. No, they did. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I think it's easier to say that about Desmond. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think it's easier to say that about Desmond because he's on college game day. I think that's he's probably on what it the is. Most yeah. watched network, and and of course he shows his true blue colors. When did you just silence me, Sam? No, I didn't silence you. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I <laughs> had. I don't even have the ability to. Ryan did something. <laughs> when, when Ryan said national title, you knew what was coming. <laughs> oh. I and, didn't. And I, I, this, is a, this is a violation of my First Amendment, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Complete sabotage. Ryan, you're, Ryan is the one that did something look, on the mixer. Look, I didn't look, do we, anything. We established really early on, I'm not good enough at my job to do that <laughs> mid-sentence. <laughs> okay, I just want to say the 97 championship was a – 
Co was a shared national championship. Yeah, I mean they won the national championship. Yeah, Just you're right. Like MSU they did win it. this year, right? They shared it. They weren't even close. Did to you guys share it with three teams? Yeah, yeah. three teams split three ways. <laughs> Come on, man. And they'll hang a banner, and it'll be a full size banner, not a quarter. I agree. Of a size I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the last team that won it unshared <laughs> was Michigan State. So. All right. All right. Back to our topic, boys. Sorry, sorry. Sam is so mad. Anyways. So I, mad. Look, I agree. I, I do this to him every time. <laughs> I agree with the the uh, Harbaugh pick here, but we need him, before he's Bo, we need him to get to Lloyd Carr. And that means that means winning Big Ten championships. We don't need the national championship yet. We need a Big Ten championship. We need the competition level to just be raised that much more. Every year. That's fair. Right. What what I'm saying in the end is what he does after his career of coaching at Michigan, what does he do? Does he continue to coach somewhere else? I mean, to me, you're not that much of a Michigan man if you just leave for somewhere else for another coaching That's a really good point. If if he does bring it to another level and and ends up leaving, yeah, I agree with that. That's, That's fair. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he will if he has success. If he starts winning, nope, he's not going anywhere. So, so who is Mr. Michigan then? Currently, right now? currently, Shay Patterson. Yes. <laughs> Gosh. If you ask my son, he would say absolutely. Right, I am going to Mike I, Hart. Look, <laughs> Mike Hart's not a bad on one either. Not bad because of what I don't know, but let's just say <laughs> Charles Woodson. I think Char- that's Charles right. Woodson. Charles Woodson, that's fair. And he's got like the neck scarf thing going on, whatever bandana. That, yeah, what know. is that? The know. ascot. It's called an ascot. That's what Whoa, that is. Watch your language. We don't swear on the podcast, dude. Uh, it's called an ascot. I only know that word from <laughs> Toy Story Three. <laughs> Barbie and Ken. So they call it an ascot <laughs> if it's around your your uh, your neck, but then a mascot if you're wearing a mask. So, yeah, that's. Hey, no, okay. should have cut it off a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get better at my job and prevent those things. All right, well, we're gonna move on <laughs> to the next topic. We're not gonna let Kyle be involved with that one, but uh, thanks for calling or fair. thanks for answering, Kyle. Usually, I mean, you, you don't get the text what? messages very often. Last so. week you did it on Monday. Tonight you're doing like you're throwing me way off. I throw everybody off. That's just the way I like to roll. Just remember, Kyle, half off. All right, Kyle, we'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. (laughs) Sounds good, buddy. See ya. All right. Don't think for a second that I'm going to let an episode pass without talking NFL draft. Let's not overthink this. We're going to talk some NFL draft. But it's just a different spin. Ah. Something that happened today, there was a couple mock drafts that came out that I was just like, hmm, it's worth talking about. A little bit of Kool-Aid here, a little bit of Kool-Aid It's not there. even about the Lions, honestly. It's, it's not. not it's, both Both of these mock drafts had the Lions drafting Okuda at three with trades. So if that doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what does. But there's one particular thing that, that is standing out to me that's getting a lot of traction that I think the Lions can either – get screwed over on or 100% capitalize on. So I'm going to start with a couple mock drafts, and then we'll talk about really the core of the conversation here. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com. Bengals, Burrow, first overall. Redskins take Chase Young. Lions take Jeffrey Okuda. I'm going to tell you guys what he says. He says Okuda is a premier player at his position. 
in this draft and fills a massive need for the Lions defense. He used your word. Massive? Yeah. Yeah, I love that word. Yeah. That's one of my favorite words. I haven't used it in a coon's age, though, but, I mean, <laughs> whatever, man. So, all right, so we'll move down to the Giants. They take offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs. Woof. Wirfs? Woofs? Oh, doesn't matter. Yeah, terrible pick. But this is when it gets interesting. Miami Dolphins, who do they select? Not Tua. They have Justin Herbert. So this is what he says. He says, I have Tua rated higher than Herbert, but I think there's a legitimate chance the Oregon quarterback goes ahead of Tua. Next pick, six overall, Chargers take Tua. So very interesting. So we'll jump down to Connor Orr from SI.com. He's got Bengals taking Burrow, Redskins taking Chase Young, Lions taking Jeffrey Okuda. This is what he says. He says, let's not overthink this. The gap between Okuda and the rest of the field is wide enough to legitimize, legitimize this, this decision. The Lions got rid of Darius Slay, and Patricia's defense is built on the ability to constantly complicate a quarterback's decision-making through <laughs> coverage. I read that. <laughs> sorry. This is exactly the same as the first time. <laughs> yeah. Okuda, play, Okuda played more man coverage in college, but had a nice balance of responsibility and... He can hit. He checks a lot of the boxes that Detroit for Detroit here, and he can't hit. All right, and you said this came out like just right after the other one. Yeah, so these came out like these these both came out today, which was I thought very interesting that this is starting to gain some traction. So the next pick, Miami Dolphins trade up with the New York Giants to take not Tua. But Justin Herbert, again, so this is what they say? The yeah. Dolphins? No, I'm not even going to read all that. No, don't, don't read but it basically, all. Justin Herbert is getting a lot more traction here. Over to a, in a lot of people's opinions. I know we're still two weeks out. A lot is going to happen. Is this, like, what week is this? Is this fake week? Is next week fake week? Is this real week? Like, I don't know what's going on, but when you get a couple of these where, where the Dolphins who are supposed to be coveted on on Tua, right? What's going on? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if this is good or bad for the Lions. I'm still trying to work this out in my head. So that's what I want to discuss here. Yeah. So so I'll jump down. Giants take Isaiah Simmons. Chargers take Tua. So what I want to discuss here is how can it hurt and how can it help the Lions for the growth of Justin Herbert? I, I is the way I look at it. Right, I don't so, think. So sorry, go ahead. Well, this this that's the question really in the end. If this is a growth of Justin Herbert and there's enthusiasm about him being a franchise quarterback, this is great for the Lions because then there's going to be the battle between who can who has to trade up to get the quarterback they want. If if they if there's rumors that the Dolphins are are torn between both of them, then their interest might not be to trade up with the Lions at number three. So, it, but then also if Tua is falling, if his if his stock is falling because of injury concerns some new information or leadership concerns or whatever it is, th- that's not good for the Lions either because people don't need to trade up to number three. Yeah. So ideally, both of their stocks are as high as they possibly can be at okay. number, for the, for them to be traded up to number three because then people have to leapfrog other teams to get their guy. But it's important, in my opinion, for the for the Dolphins to be tied to one of the two of the quarterbacks, not both. 
because if then if then if the if another team might leapfrog them to take Tua away from them, if they don't believe in Justin Herbert, they're gonna do everything they can to keep Tua. Yeah, and and, and to take it to another level is like I think you need both the Chargers and the Dolphins to want the same guy. Is that fair to say? Like the way the way that you, yes, you, so yes, absolutely. It, it, it's not necessarily like the Dolphins want to go up and get their guy, and the Chargers want to go up and get their guy. It's like we want those two to go head to head. There has to be a on threat. That guy. Whether it's Tua or Herbert, I don't give a freaking crap. I really don't. Like I couldn't care less which one they want, but I want them to both want the same guy. And the fact that the Dolphins looks like that people are projecting them to liking Herbert more and the Chargers are still liking Tua more, it's like that sucks because they're not going to trade with the Lions anymore. I, That's I, when they can start trading with the Giants. I do remember. Or just standing pat. I do remember an article where there was a rumor saying that Tua did not like the fit. It was a little shaky on the fit with the Dolphins. And I really? Think, and, okay. I, and I think that was during the combine when they were doing the interviews and he wasn't completely 100% sold on the Dolphins. But that that's just kind of from memory. I'd, I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I mean, the, I remember one thing that his, his his camp came out with was they're comfortable with sitting for a year and having a quarterback ahead of them. Chargers yeah. have Tyrod Taylor. I want to say the the Dolphins have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is that is that is that safe to say? I, I believe they do. That sounds right. So it's like they both kind of have somebody in place that can let either one of these guys sit and develop, if you will. But I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thing that's happening that I don't, I I truly don't know. Like, look, I wanted Justin Herbert stock to fly up the radar. Like, I think that was best case scenario because you could either, that makes the third pick overall even more valuable, or you could even trade down twice, which was my, my dream mock draft. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. A couple episodes ago. But if it's only one skyrocketing and the other one going down, like that—that's worst case scenario. No, I, I think you have it backwards. If Herbert and Tua are both franchise quarterbacks, then the Dolphins don't need to trade up from number five. They're going to get one of the two. Sorry, the Dol- the Dolphins wouldn't be able to trade. Wouldn't need to trade. Wouldn't need to trade, and the Chargers wouldn't necessarily need to trade either because nobody else is going to take them. Yeah, unless they're concerned about somebody else trading up, and that's when. When somebody else trades up, you're not getting as much valuable and, and people as much will. value in the trade now. Yeah, and people will, but but the the price to trade up to number three is big, it, it, or to trade up to number four. So then you'd be looking at if the Dolphins want to, uh, you know, if the Chargers want to leapfrog the Dolphins to number four, and that's what we see in these two mock drafts with the Lions taking the third overall pick, but then the f- number yeah. four pick is the one being traded. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, so I don't. I again, I can't really wrap my mind around this right now. With if this if this is good, if Tua's stock is dropping, that's not good for the Lions. Okay, Tua's stock still needs to be high because people need that franchise quarterback allure kind of dangling in front of them, so they can you know they can go get it and they'll do anything they can to get that franchise quarterback. But it's safe to say that we like the fact that teams are talking about Justin Herbert. I I think so. Yeah. Over Tua, I I really don't care. It doesn't matter. We just need somebody to want a quarterback enough. Yes. In fear that they're not going to get their quarterback yes. enough. Yep. Desperate. Like, and honestly, you could throw the the Raiders in that mix as well. You should. Carolina. 
The Raiders aren't going to win. Maybe. The Raiders are not going to do anything in the, in the playoffs the way their team is built right now. No. Carolina, too. I mean, they need something more. And, and if there's a Tua starts falling to them, you then teams will go crazy. If he's still at five or six or seven, like, I don't think he will. I, I don't expect it to happen. I, that's not my prediction at all. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, then you would see other teams. But that's what we need. That's why we need his stock to be so high so any team could then have the possibility of leapfrogging the, the Dolphins yeah. to get him. And that's it, it, that. the fear of leapfrogging the Dolphins is key for the Lions. All right. And one thing that – sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, no, no. So the Dolphins' QB room is Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. And do, do they – believe in Josh Rosen and has everyone forgotten about him and are they trying to kind of play a poker game man if the Lions could get Josh Rosen a part of the trade up from the Dolphins I would 100% take that as your backup quarterback I haven't even thought about Josh Rosen like I'm I'm not saying you trade for Josh Rosen or anything along those lines but like if he can be a throw-in piece like you know we really wanted that second round pick instead of a fifth round pick or something like that. We'll just take Josh Rosen off your hands. Like, all right, I'll I'll take him as and cut that Chase Daniels dude, or whatever his name is. Yeah, we just paid him. <laughs> but I don't care. Cut him. <laughs> I don't give a crap. Like, J- Josh Rosen needs a team that's gonna give a crap about him. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I look Anyways. at this in so many different ways. It's like I love the fact that Justin Herbert's getting more traction. But I don't know if it's that Justin Herbert's getting more traction or if people are getting more concerned about Tua. And and that's the question. Yes. And and I, I think that we will not have that answer for you until the draft, really. Right. Probably. Because there's so much fake news getting thrown out there. There like nobody knows what's gonna happen. I love the discussion. Don't get me wrong. I love projecting all of these things. What I really think this is lining up to is somebody getting desperate enough. You got multiple quarterbacks. You got three quarterbacks right now that are being considered potentially franchise quarterbacks. You got Joe Burrow, Tua, and Justin Herbert. I love that. I don't care who's thinking it, who who's not, but you have three quarterbacks that are being talked about. Somebody's going to trade up to two take the quarterback that they want, whether it's Tua or Justin Herbert, and Chase Young will fall to the Lions. Just saying. I truly believe that's going to happen. Dark horse second-round quarterback pick for Lions, if we can trade enough picks here, Jalen Hurts. Dude, I'm here in fourth round. Dark horse. I'm here in fourth round. Fourth? Second, yeah. third? I'd be good really? with third I would round be, pick. I'd be okay with third round pick at, at that point. Even a later second, like if we had two seconds. Jalen Hurts is a real good quarterback. I know. I'm just saying. I, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but yeah, I think he, you're he's worth he's worth a shot. I'm with Ryan. But the fact is, I love that the quarterbacks are getting traction. Yeah. Because I look at Chase Young at three is the perfect scenario for the Lions. Well, we are just gonna just jump into our beer grades for episode 49. Um, but before we do, I want to remind everyone again that although you cannot sit at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are open Monday through Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. So you can continue to support them by purchasing Crowlers, Growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have great beer and a great staff that we need to support now more than ever. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Mention State of My Sports. For a dollar off your crawler, 
and $3 off a growler fill if you bring it in. Uh, we'll just jump right into beer grades. Micah, you're drinking a staple in the state of Michigan. Yep, Founders All Day IPA Session Ale. I've never looked at this can as far as the details go. It's a 4.7% beer. It's really easy to drink. You could drink it all day long. For sure. It's a solid beer. Love it. Um, I'm going to go with 7.2. I think that's a perfect grade because it's really good, but it's not, you know, the. it's not a specialty beer. That'll get a high grade. No. Yeah, it's fair? not it's not meant to be. No. Yeah. Thank you. Drinkability. You killed it. Nice job. <laughs> I approve this message. <laughs> nice. I'm glad. All right. I I'll uh Mule <laughs> I drink a lot tonight. <laughs> Mule beer by Shorts Brewing Company. That's what I drank. Four of them. Uh four and a half alcohol. This thing is really easy to drink. It was a it was like I I'm learning this about myself when I go look for beer. It's, it's like my mood. Really, really affects what kind of beer I'm going to get, and I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess that's kind of a I'm with you nor- normal thing to say, probably. But uh, this one really hit home. It was exactly what I wanted to. I just something really light, easy to drink. It was perfect. It really tastes like ginger beer. Um, I'm going to give it a seven five. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, for me, like I mean, similar to you, I needed a double tonight. <laughs> like it is not. It's not just a single shot. I needed a double. And by that, I mean double IPA. And you guys are sitting here looking at me like, oh, my gosh, this guy's crazy. We can see it in his eyes. <laughs> so I got from <laughs> I got from Ellison Brewing Company, Relativity. It's their double IPA, uh, 8% alcohol, three of them down tonight. Um, I, it, I, I don't know if it's the fact that I needed it this much or that it's that great of a beer, but I'm going to go with a nice 8-3. Nice. It's a strong grade. It's, I a, like str- it. it's yeah, a strong Ellison, grade. Huh? It, I like. I, I'm a big fan of their beer. Yeah. What? Where is Ellison out of? East Lansing, which is a, a crappy little yeah, place, that town is especially this time of year with what's going on. Definitely hit but, miss. Um, I'm really happy with it. So, it is what it is. Yeah. What a good episode, right? Nice job, boys. I mean, I, I I enjoyed the fact that we called Kyle. He answered. He did. And. It was just just randomly just answered, and, and it was a little bit long, but we made it through, and we we did good. So I think we just all needed to talk to each other. <laughs> we talked. I think we talked off air just as long as we talked. We did. On air. This episode has been so long. We just we're all in quarantine. We don't see any of you. You know, we don't see each other at all. So yeah. it's just, we just needed to talk for sure. But all right, well, stock market. That's gonna be the next thing. Stock yeah, market. Thank picks. you guys for recording. I appreciate it, Kyle. I know you're not listening right now, but. Thank you for calling for, for answering. Yeah, he said he would listen if it was more stock market stuff. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for recording. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace.